Hey, good morning. It's Friday, October 15th. A very happy National Bosses Day to only the good ones. <laughs> hmm. Okay. And how do you, how do you spell, celebrate National Bosses Day over Zoom? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Maybe you, you unmute for that day or you uh, go camera on. I don't really know. I guess the bar is really low these days. Yes, it is. Because before it was probably like, hey, I'll get your Chipotle this afternoon. But now, what do totally. we do? Totally. Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. It's like a roller coaster of emotions today on the show, Kelly. Uh, yes, it is because, of course, Adele like just puts. Is, he, is it a happy song? Is it a sad song? I'm so conflicted. Okay. <laughs> she gave the BBC a little nugget of this, which we'll get to in just a minute. You know, because I was at my wits' ends. You know, in the beginning of 2019. Well, that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get to her, I tried. I tried really hard last night to stay up to watch the Dodgers-Giants game, and I did watch a fair bit of it, and it was a battle to literally the very end. So I woke up this morning, did not make it awake, but I woke up this morning, I just put on my Nats Twitter feed, even though it's pretty desolate these days, um, and Max was trending. So I'm like, oh boy, went down the rabbit hole. Our boy, our former Nationals player, beloved, came into the ninth inning of the Dodgers game and uh, pretty much save, save, save the game. Dodgers won two to one. There he is. I guess this is his new tradition in LA. He didn't do this back in DC. He's not yeah. wearing a shirt. This is Southern the second California time he's done guy. This. You know, they all take their shirts <laughs> off. Yeah. Well, it looked pretty cool there. The game was in San Francisco and it looked a little chilly, um, but you know, good for him. He's got the goggles. They, uh, they, they eked out in game five, two to one. They're going on to play the Braves. I think it, it, it kicks off tonight. So they don't get no rest for the weary. Um, and uh, there we go. Max Scherzer playing reliever, playing the closer. Yeah. From what I read on the internet too, like the initial thought was that he wasn't ready to play the game yesterday. And then Max was like, no, no, I'm ready to play the game. <laughs> No, I knew all along because we were talking. We had, this, was a, this was a big discussion in our household. Perfect. Because you, you did not you did not see Max in the regular with all in the dugout with the rest of the players. Okay. So you knew that he was warming up somewhere because mm -hmm. you know how he sits. He sits with the ball in his hand and he's always yeah. like very fidgety. He was not in there. I, I like pause. I looked. You know, he was not in there. So I knew he was. They were warming up that arm to, just in case. Yeah, yeah, and it worked out. Yeah. So it's still weird to see. We're still talking about it. Just so we're uh, keeping track. There's three players that were traded at the deadline that are in a, the finals. Uh, that is, of course, uh, Schwarber with the Red Sox and Trey and Max with Dodgers. Unbelievable. If they had only done that with us. <laughs> well, they, they, I mean, Schwarber didn't, but the other two did kind of yeah. in 2019. That's true. We'd have won the World Series before. Yes. We yeah. have the commemorative jersey to prove it. So we will continue to enjoy the blue those players in blue. I'm into it. I'm like all about like, way to go, Max Scherzer. I might just become like a, a, a nomadic Max fan and wherever he goes, I'm just going to hang out there for a little bit. Did you notice, Some... Kelly, I am sort of supporting a little bit today. I'm wearing my Dodger blue. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Fair weather fan. If we're being honest, I got dressed in the dark and it was simply a coincidence, but I'll take it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great.
Um, we got to update you on the zebra situation. Remember those zebras that were um, on the loose in Prince George's County? Images of zebras, but these were not shot in the grasslands of Africa, but in the fields of Upper Marlboro in Maryland. Yeah, so, and also, it's important to note in that video there, they show six zebras. Mm-hmm. It, we'll get to that in a second, but it's really sad. One of the zebras has passed away. It got um, caught up in some sort of trap. Uh, that is illegal in Maryland and not sure why it was there. Um, and also the article that I'm pulling from DCS has a lot of finger pointing of who's responsible, if anybody, to deal with the zebra situation. Is it the state of Maryland? Is it Prince George's? What resources are being used to do capture the zebras? Are Should they be captured? And they're also saying that only three escaped from this zoo. So this would make this this one that passed then would put down to two, but I'm confused. Can I right. don't I don't because in that video there's clearly six. Huh. So I I don't and apparently the guy whose zoo it is that he has all the right licensing everything's legit with what he did. No one can get in touch with him despite like many requests. Like it just it's getting to be a little bit like I don't know. There's either going to be a podcast or a Netflix series on on this. This mystery of, of the zebras. So they can't find the zebra owner. No, they they know who he is. He's just not responding to any media requests. That's He's just so not weird. talking. Huh. Yeah, it just seems like a little bit of a mess. I'm so pissed about the trap that killed the zebra. Like that's terrible. The zebras uh, figured out an entire escape plan, and then the one goes down because of an illegal trap. I know. Ugh, what a mess. People who hurt animals are terrible people. I all know. around. I know. That's I know. Awful. So I think we can continue to to see those zebras in the wild because I don't think they're going anywhere. No. And, well, there's between five and two that are still out there. So we may have some wild <laughs> zebras um, running around Prince George's County at some point. Yes, totally. I wonder how... Never mind. I was going to say, I wonder how they know if it's that guy's zebras, but there's not many zebras running around Prince George's County. So right. <laughs> odds are if you see a zebra in your upper marble, it's probably his zebra. Oh. Speaking of other tragedies, Adele is back and she's singing about, well, her life kind of on the mend, I guess you could say. Her first song, Easy On Me, came out at midnight. Have you got a chance to listen to it, Kel? Um, it actually came out before because I heard it before midnight. Oh, sneaky, yes, sneaky the, Adele. The, the, the video came out. I, I don't know. I got some sort of alert that it's out. I was like, it's okay, okay, it's before my bedtime. I'll, I'll click. Um, very much Adele, right? Like her yeah. hair, the signature eyeliner, the nails, her sitting on a chair, just belting out the songs. Like it just, she checked a lot of Adele boxes. What do you think? I, li- I liked it. I mean, so I always have this moment with like new Adele music. The first time I listen to it, I'm always not like, oh yeah, this is my favorite song ever. And then like <laughs> 10 minutes later, I'm like, never mind, I'll find somebody like you. Right? Like it yeah. hits you like after the second time or third time you hear it. So I'm into it. I'm excited for the whole album. Cause I also think like, she's the kind of artist that you can just put the whole album on and it like weaves you through a story. So her giving yes. us track two, though I appreciate it. We still have a month to wait for the rest of the, I think 17 tracks that are on the album. Oh my gosh. It's gonna be incredible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she did talk to the BBC all about it. And uh, well, if you can understand what she's saying, <laughs> she's um, <laughs> explaining kind of her process and her message. Um, and it was just, you know, I was making decisions in my life, which have been well documented over the last, you know, few years. But also, obviously, I had some interviews out and stuff like that. 
But it was just sort of that thing of like initiating a discussion or, you know, whatever. Or I mean, not in the case of, you know, my son's dad and some of that, but or a massive bloody fight, which I definitely started some fights post my relationship <laughs> with my son's dad with other people. <laughs> but um, I don't, you, normally I'm very not, you know, confrontational and stuff like that. But it was just like you can initiate something and be like, well, hang on a minute. No, go easy on me. It was just like, just be like, bear with me while I try and find my feet in a situation, you know? If you don't speak British, she was saying that going through the process with her divorce, she got into a lot of fights and she's not very confrontational. But when you get into that situation, you're just like, hey, be easy on me. And that's where. Yeah. Well, yeah, it sounds like she got into some arguments with her with her baby daddy, her ex-husband. Um, and she's trying to deal with some custody issues. And from further reading the song, she it's also sort of a, a, an ode to her son as she figures out her new life and her new chapter, which is um, interesting. Yeah. And the more things she tells you about it, you, you like the song more. That's just like how it, how it goes. Yeah. I, it's, it's Adele. She's, she's on brand. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm, I'm into it. Album is called 30. Full thing comes out mid November. And I know she cheated just a little bit and then I'm just kind of a little jelly cause she's 33. <laughs> but you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll let it go. <laughs> Is she saying because she started writing it when she was thirty, or what? I I don't, I don't know. The last three years, I guess, have been the 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 ones. It started when the whole journey started when she was thirty, oh. as far as the divorce and the separation and all that. I didn't realize that far. I was just like, yeah, she's thirty. Of course she is. I don't know how yeah. old Adele is or is not. Wow, Kelly, mm-hmm. way to keep her honest. <laughs> I'm also excited for all the uh, like techno dance remixes that are going to come out of this song because that's one thing that happens with Adele's songs too. One thousand percent. I'm not going to double check. Make sure she's, she's not. I, I don't. I just need to double check her age. Okay. Because she sings uh, it as a ballad, but then like Marshmallow gets a hold of it and things get weird. Yeah, she's thirty-three. I need. There you go. Okay. Oh, Adele. We'll see. We'll be talking about you for the next month. That's for sure. And no she doubt. Say in her Instagram live, she loves Washington, D.C. So I'm sure closer to the album, we're going to find out just where we can give her all of our money so we can see her perform live in D.C. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the 930 Club, which she has once performed at. So, Oh, my gosh. That was one of the coolest things. When she was on her 21 tour, I got to go see that show. And basically, like, I'm not saying the 930 Club pushed the fire code, but I was definitely sitting in the rafters. <laughs> I think I was sitting on the shelf of the bar up up in the back, if I'm not mistaken. Again, I'm sure it was perfectly legal. I'm sure they didn't push the fire code, but it was it was tight quarters, the 930 Club for Adele. That's very cool. This weekend, um, I know it's not June, but the Pride Fest continues on. So Capital Pride is hosting a colorful festival uh, this weekend on Sunday at Doc 5 at Union Market, where they're getting people together. It's an indoor-outdoor space. There's going to be performances. There's going to be... Um, just art and vendors and all of the things. And I chatted um, with Ashley Smith, who runs the Capital Pride Alliance, all about it. It is our inaugural, and we do hope to keep it going along. And it also ties into our theme earlier this year of being colorful, uh, as well as the song that we worked uh, together with Shade on earlier this year, Doc 5 Union Market. So we're really, really excited about it. And a new space, a new opportunity for us all. And with October also being LGBTQ uh, History Month, are we going to have a little bit of context, too, in the event? There will there will be a lot of opportunity for you to learn more about what's going on in some of the history and what we've been able to impact. We do not want anyone 
to ever feel left out of any of the events and activities that we put together. Are you feeling like now Pride can maybe be a year-round situation? You had celebrations in June, you had some stuff in July, there was the pool party, there's all these things, and now here we are in October. Well, we've been saying for the last several years, Pride is 365. So when we think of Pride 365, Pride is all the time. There's not a time that you shouldn't be prideful. There's not a time that we can't celebrate who we are. Yeah, what he said. So on uh, Sunday, the Colorful Festival happening at Doc 5 at Union Market. It's free to show up, $5 suggested donation, but enjoy and have a great time. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And as things keep happening, Kelly, Kennedy Center has brought Broadway back. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm uh, going to see Hades Town tonight. Uh, it opened up yesterday at the Kennedy Center, and Hades Town won like nine Tony Awards right before the shutdowns of everything. So this is the first time the show has been seen outside of Broadway. The national tour starts in D.C., which is awesome. Do you, do you know what it's about? Yeah, so um, it's about uh, – so it's like the ancient like Greek tale of like Hades in the underworld, comma, with the New Orleans flair and like brass bands and such. Mm. Um, and so I talked to Morgan, who plays Eurydice, and it, it's um, follows the love story of, of her man who goes to the underworld to get her out. But it also has a lot of themes of like love and loss. And it's very apropos for what the world is coming into now. And you know what? She explains it better than I do. So here's a little bit of us catching up about Hades Town at the Kennedy Center. Someone said, how do you feel being in a show where there's, you know, conversations of loss and love and death, you know, just a lot of universal themes that we also deal with in life. All aboard! You know, that's the risk of love is losing it. But also that's what happens to get the beauty of those connections and those feelings in those relationships as well. This is the kickoff of the North American tour of Hades Town that won eight Tonys after Broadway was dark for a year and a half. How are you feeling about all that? I am feeling a lot of adjectives. Humbled, gracious, anxious, excited. Yesterday morning, it was just a little quiet still. And I went outside um, and spoke to one of our security guards and he said, it's so exciting when the artists show up. And that's how we all feel. Deborah Rudder is the Kennedy Center president. I was really deeply affected by it um, in a really powerful way that really hung with me. I think that's the gift of the show. Seeing someone who's kind of been hard into the world start to thaw and have fun and fall in love and be vulnerable. I think that those moments are even that much more exciting. Yeah, how much of what we've been through over the last you know, year and a half and change um, has changed your perspective of this show. I feel that Eurydice is such a universal character in the sense that she is a survivor and she's a, a hard worker. If people can sit in the audience and, and see the humanity in her and see why she has to be the way that she is, I hope that we can take that grace and that com- compassion out into the world and have that with each other as well. I'm really excited for the show. It uh, opened up yesterday and it's here until October 31st at the Kennedy Center. Very cool. We never we never thought it would get to this point and here we are. It's awesome. Yep. Yep. So um, it's funny. I, when I talked to Deborah Rudder uh, from the Kennedy Center too, I was like, how's it going? She's like, it's great. Just make sure you have your vaccination card ready or a negative test. And we all wear masks at the Kennedy Center. Ding. I was like, got it, Deb. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I, need, 
my uh, my neighbor put his uh, vaccination card as his home screen. So he just always knows where it is. That's so smart. <laughs> yes. Because he was just tired of like fishing around for it. And he's just, and he does a lot of travel to New York, which they have a lot more uh, tighter restrictions as far as restaurants and stuff like that. He's just like here. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so smart. It's in one of my favorites. I still have to do a little bit of scrolling. Right. The home screen. The home screen. This Way is the go. world we live in. No longer put your cute dogs or your kids. Put yep. your vaccination card. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Hey, you <laughs> yeah. can catch up on any of our past episodes. If you want to listen to some of the real dark-ish from when everything was in lockdown, you can go back that far. I'm not sure why you would, but you can. Give us five stars, please. Even if you feel we don't deserve it, like, follow, share, all the things anywhere you get your podcasts. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you next time.